This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. That's the point of the program. The toll-free number is brand new. So make sure you scratch out the old one that you may have had written down somewhere or programmed into your phone and replace it with one eight five five four five zero free. That's one eight five five four five zero free. If I wonder how long it's going to take me to remember that. It's going to be tricky. Uh, I, I messed it up a few times last night. So. Oh, really? Good. Yeah, yeah. Makes to. me feel better. Well, I mean, five years of uh, six years of giving out the same <laughs> yeah. phone number multiple times per night. We did have a different number for a little while. I remember yeah, way, right, way, way, bit. way, way back. Yeah, and then it switched back to the other one. Yeah. So one eight five five four five zero free is the number here. You're welcome to call in, take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you might like. Uh, all kinds of interesting stuff uh, to share with you tonight, including the elimination of a police department down in Florida and in Rhode Island. One of their cities, apparently, or towns, not sure. I think it's a city. Central Falls has filed for bankrupt. Uh, filed for bankruptcy. Bankrupt. <laughs> Central Falls. Got Wesley weapons everywhere. One of a handful of U.S. cities and counties facing fiscal collapse. Only a handful? I don't believe that. You know, the, the, it was <laughs> the proposal was that municipalities were going to be dropping like flies. It was going to be the next uh, the next bubble. But they do have an advantage over every other kind of organization. What? What's that? They can take. They can threaten to take away people's houses. You know, this is true, so they can kind of keep the ball rolling for a while, but it's not a very sustainable uh, process, right? Like around here in Keene, where we do the show in New Hampshire, they just recently finished doing a reassessment of all the commercial property in Keene. So basically, they're going after a minority. Yeah. Uh, this is absolute thuggery, yeah. what's going on in Keene. Now, I don't know if it's going on elsewhere. I, I suspect the answer is yes, but they, they hired a new property appraiser here who I could just hear the exchange going on. Hey, listen, I tell you what, you hire me for $100,000, right? And uh, I'll, I'll adjust these uh, commercial properties upward to their real market value. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know... Then some of them will pay, some of them won't. Right? I mean, even if even if they come back to you, right, and say, "Hey, this isn't fair. This is like the mafia or something," then you could just say, "Okay, uh, we'll make you. A de- we'll cut you a deal." You right? Instead refuse. of raising, we'll cut it, it down from forty five percent down to twenty five percent. You still make money. Bada bing, bada boom. I get mine. You get yours. It's hey, a beautiful hey, thing. Yeah. I think you're about right. I mean, that I think it's disgusting. summarizes it. So they've gone around to these commercial property owners and reassessed their properties, in some cases, 25, 35, 45% 45%. Higher. I mean, it's incredible. Most of them were assessed up significantly. From I was what I've talking seen. to a, you know, a mild-mannered businessman here in town. Uh, it's it's, it's a guy's name's Ted, and he's you know by no means some kind of radical libertarian or anything like that. Just no. a guy who's running a shoe store. You know, provides really great shoes. Like, by the way, I got an awesome pair of shoes. Makes my lower back feel better. Um, well, and it's one of those local stores where you get the yeah, service that you, you know, do. Yeah. Like he's 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 kind of sells shoes as uh, almost prosthetic devices. You know, mm. you, you will feel better buying his shoes. Yeah. That's the way it is. And you know, he does such they, they spend such time and energy, um, you know, measuring your feet and all that. But he's like, it's incredible. He, he, he was he was flabbergasted at yeah. how they were 
treating him and the rest of the businesses in town. I, 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 like a big piggy bank, and they're just shaking as much money out as they possibly At can. At least you treat the piggy bank okay. I mean, this is like the, the bully coming to the uh, punch of the kid in, in the nose at school and taking his lunch yeah. money. It's horrible, and I don't imagine that this is uncommon around the country where cities, municipalities are, are just scraping by for funds. Sometimes they're cracking down on – they crack down on as many ends as they can. They'll crack down on the business people by raising their taxes. On the other hand, they'll crack down on poor people by giving out more speeding tickets and stop sign tickets and pot tickets and you know uh, public intoxication, whatever. So that way they can go after the poor because they know the poor people don't really pay attention to politics or, or get involved fight. in the issues, right? And they're, you know, they don't have the money to hire lawyers and, and things like that. So they'll usually just get on a payment plan and pay up. And they know the business owners want to stay in business. They've, a lot of them have established themselves. So they don't exactly, it's not convenient for a business to just shut down operations and say, we're out of here and uh, leave. They really have to be pushed over the brink to get to the point of shutting down their business and, and moving it or just shutting it down entirely Absolutely. uh so they know they can just keep squeezing and squeezing and squeezing and uh, and that's what they're doing and it's just so sad to see i hope that something changes because uh, you keep doing that wherever you are if the government people keep squeezing on business owners and they keep squeezing out poor people you, you keep hurting people you raise property taxes etc people are going to go away eventually they're going to get tired of it look at what's happening with california there's this huge exodus yeah, of there's business. There's an exodus in California. Take a look at, I mean, you can, you can take a look at this across the state and across the nation. Take a look at Berlin up in, uh, northern, uh, northern New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got a huge property tax rate and pretty much everybody in town works for the government at this point because everybody else has left. Uh, you know, they don't, it wouldn't have to be that way, but people have been driven out of town. Look by at the Detroit, taxes. man. Detroit, great example. Look at the Rust Belt entirely. All these socialistic places, places that really were uh, they, they, you know, they came to their height during the the, the big red revolution, where where it was, you know, cities and, and municipalities and states believed that they could they could you know grow government to to fix people's problems, and there's no evidence to it. So you've got all these places where folks are giving up; they have been pushed to the brink. And hopefully we can get enough people up here to New Hampshire where things can, changes can be made. We were talking at a, a meeting the other night of some of the activists up here about how New Hampshire needs some some real change when it comes to business uh, freedom up here. It's not the most, I guess, attractive place to move a business to. Now, it's not the worst by far. I mean, certainly it's no California or anything like that. I think it's kind of mid-pack Maybe like what seventeenth place or something like that. Uh, it's you know, it's nothing. It's nothing outstanding. It's not a, a shining star in the world of business freedom, and it should be. You know, it should be because if we can get it to that point, we'll have more businesses come in. We'll turn this into the Hong Kong of uh, of the North, you know, North I'd, American. I'd continent. love to see that. That would be good. That would be good for everyone. Well, everyone except those that that work in government. Frankly, yeah, exactly right. They, well, their days are numbered, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, they as they long can't as, provide any services. No, I they, mean, they, they just hurt people. They just fall all over themselves trying to pro, quote unquote provide services. So as long as we can get more liberty minded people to move to New Hampshire and get active in various different ways, I think that. It's just a matter of time. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. 
So, in the meantime, we get to look at other examples of failure, like Central Falls, Rhode Island, where they're uh, filing for bankruptcy. Risky, it says here, in a potentially expensive move that could freeze the city out of the U.S. municipal bond market, marks a symbolic blow as state and local governments struggle to pull themselves out of the recession. This is according to Reuters. The smallest city and the smallest U.S. state made the filing as it grappled with an $80 million unfunded pension and retiree health benefit liability. That is nearly, get this, quadruple its annual budget of $17 million. So let me, let me re- rephrase this. The town, or the small, small, small city in Rhode Island, because there isn't much that's big in Rhode Island. In Rhode Island, this uh, small city has an annual budget of $17 million. But on top of that, there's an $80 million unfunded pension uh, mishap here where they can't pay the pensions of all these bureaucrats that have retired over the years. The, the whole system is is way top-heavy with retirees. Just about every business in the United States has gotten rid of sort of the pension plan. I mean, it is it is a dinosaur, and it just doesn't work in today's marketplace. Sadly, I mean, I understand why people like pensions. I, can, I, I get it. I'm, yeah, I'm, you get I'm, to coast for the rest of your life. Pretty it, sweet. It sounds pretty cool, but, you know, this it, unfortunately, it just doesn't work in today's smaller world. Well, where, it works for a while, as long as you say, like, you can keep raising taxes, you can keep stealing from people, but... But at some point, it can't go on forever. Well, when it costs a bunch of money to move things from one location to the next location, you know, from Hong Kong to the United States, when it costs a bunch of money. But they've gotten good at delivering those things. As the marketplace does something, its pitching arm gets warmed up. And, you know, they can get things over here a heck of a lot cheaper now. And the, whether whether a United States worker likes it or not, the United States worker has to compete with the Chinese worker, has to compete with the Indian worker, workers all over the world. You can complain about it. You can try to come up with every scheme in the book to make it stop. All you're going to do is drive the stake of government deeper into the heart of the free market that might still be beating a little bit coldly in the corpse of the United States. More coming up here at 1-855-450-FREE. That's our brand new number, one 855 free you may call in bring up what you like talk about the uh, dire financial straits of these governments or anything that's on your mind free talk live are you moving to new hampshire for the free state project maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own mark warden the porcupine realtor will help you find the perfect property do you want a home with 50 acres of land how about an income producing building perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area invest in liberty and property Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You may bring up what you want. Dial in via the brand new toll-free number. It's 1-855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-FREE. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free. Mark, you were showing me a video before we started the show out tonight. It was pretty good. Yeah, it it is real good. Um, I added it as, uh, well... 
Go to learnliberty.org um, slash FTL, and you can see this video. It's by Steve Horwitz. It's on whether or not the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poor. People always say that. Yeah, people. As a matter of fact, I heard Corey Moore from the Voice of Radical De- Descent on the radio here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, yesterday say such a thing. And turns out it's not true. Well, sort of. Well, what? It's not. It's just not true. Statistically, are the getting... it's true, but it's not. A, it's not true overall. It is. But what he explains in the video is what he could explain better than what yeah. we can explain is uh, sort of. Uh, well, uh, let's see. I've got it written down here. I wanted to make sure that I had it. Um, income mobility and also, you know, the the piece of the pie. The The wealth pie gets larger. Right, and absolute wealth and things like that. He can do a lot better, and it's a great video. I think you should go over and check it out. LearnLiberty.org. Doesn't cost you anything either. FTL. And when you're there, check out the Learn Liberty Academy link. It's on the right-hand side of the page. It's a course for people who want free. Ian? I like. I know. price. I know. Online? Continuing education in economics. It's a good they, idea. You know, even that video, though, alone, you could take that, share it on your Facebook page. It, it's great. Share it with your friends who These, believe this myth. It's three minutes and 20 seconds long or something like that, so it's the right length for internet viewers, um, and, you know, people can, can view it. It's got little graphics and shows people stuff. It's, it's really slick. Yeah, it's slick. Um, LearnLiberty.org slash FTL. Plus, we'll be featuring more videos on that LearnLiberty.org slash FTL yes, page Yes, we've got a little favorite page there. All right, so we're going to do that. Okay, now let me ask, do you dread those long days and hot summer nights? Tell you what I found. Nature Bee. It can help you digest your food better. It can help you. Uh, you know, it, it takes care of getting all the vitamins, all the minerals that you need on a daily basis. And it, make, it frankly, it makes you feel great. It gives you more energy. Here's Mike Buck to explain why. You know, I love this. That's my role. We know in today's busy world, guys, the perfect diet's impossible. Too much fast food, not enough time to get that balanced meal. That's where nature becomes it. You're going to get all the nutrients your bodies need to function in top working order. That's why we call it the health food store in the palm of your hand. 100% natural, organic plant pollen in the capsules, 27 vitamins and aminos, that's all of them, 28 minerals, all the antioxidants, boosting that energy, purging the toxins out of your body, giving you better digestion, better looking hair, skin, and nails, and the stamina to do all the things you want to do and more. So Nature Bee is all natural, all organic, and fresh and direct from us from clean, green New Zealand. But what's today's special deal, Mike? How about 37 pennies a day to feel like a million bucks? Six months supply, just ninety nine ninety five plus delivery. You order right now, we give you three extra months for free, and that's how you do the math. Call toll-free to New Zealand. Let us prove the power of pollen to you. one 834 8355 that's one eight six six eight three four eight three five five, or right now online at Nature Bee. That's naturebee dot com. Once you try it, just like me. You won't want to be without your Nature Bee. I've been using Nature Bee for 18 months consistently. It's worked great for me, and I, I think it'll work great for you. Come on and get that three months by calling that free three months by calling eight six six eight three four eight three five five or online at naturebee dot com. Our number here for you to take control of the airwaves is one eight five five four five zero free. Reuters has been reporting on this uh, Central Falls, Rhode Island, which is, uh, I guess, the smallest city in Rhode Island. They have filed for bankruptcy, which is it's apparently a rare Chapter Nine bankruptcy. Rare because, as you were saying earlier, Mark, the governments, the municipal governments, can just go and they can take money from people, and so it's it's pretty easy for them to put off something like bankruptcy. But as long as governments don't change how they behave, 
then inevitably this is what's going to happen. Either that right. or the town's going to die and then they're going to have to you know, lower their budgets at that point because they can only squeeze so much out of the right. It's, people. It's, it's fun. to. It's kind of interesting to watch uh, Detroit. I mean, I, I shouldn't say fun. There it's are a lot sad. of people suffering. Yeah. But at the same time, it's sort of the knowing that you're right, that this can't be this. This can't work. Detroit has. It's just not offering people. It's it's run the businesses out of town. Therefore, it doesn't have the jobs anymore. With all of its high tax rates, there's just it, it can't provide services, and it, it's dying a thrashing death. And you're right. These bureaucrats can't learn. They're not capable of learning, unfortunately. The budget uh, deal, quote unquote, that went on today in Washington and yesterday, it's, it's a great, really great example. It's Where the, they raised the debt ceiling again. Right. right of course they did. Right. I mean, who, who thought they were going to do anything else? I was hoping that they'd come, they'd bring it as close to the line as they could and, you know, maybe feel a little bit of uh, pressure or something like that and, and do something good, but they basically just, kick the can on down mm-hmm. the road, which is all they ever do. The Republicans said, we need to cut the budget. Except the military, for God's sake. Those are our boys in green. Uh, you know, which just basically yeah. says we want to rip the rug right out of, from underneath all the poor people. Uh, you know, everybody's got to take a hit here. If you want austerity, man, let's get some austerity. You know, send the boys out to fight with uh, bayonets if you're going to send them out to fight. You know, I, 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 I would recommend bringing them home. That's a heck of a lot cheaper than spending... What is it, $200 a gallon in diesel-fueled air-conditioned tents in Afghanistan? <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, uh, insane. Yeah, so this city is in trouble. And, of course, it's not the only one. Uh, Eileen Norcross, who's a research fellow at the Mercatus Center at George Mason University, says this is a wake-up call for other struggling towns. States should be looking at Rhode Island and saying, how can we avoid this? Well, the problem with this town is that their uh, pension fund had, was quadruple the city's budget. So it was completely unfunded. They didn't have enough money. They couldn't squeeze enough money out of the people there and whatever businesses remain uh, to make up for it. And so now they're filing for bankruptcy. I'm not sure what what that means for a city. I I, I don't know. Do you? I guess that means they're not going to pay their debts and <laughs> their credit rating is going to go in the crapper. Right. So who's going to loan them money at this point is the right. idea, right? I mean, normally loaning money to a government is a pretty good investment for a bank because they have the power to tax, right? They have the power, the ability to steal money from people to pay back your lo- their loans. But once you're loaning money to these governments that are completely fiscally irresponsible, and that's what happens when you steal from people, is you don't, you're not really as responsible for the money at that point. You Easy didn't come. It. Easy go. Right. You didn't earn it. So who cares how you spend it? And that's how they've been doing it for decades upon decades. And now, you know, the birds have come home to roost, so to speak. Well, you know, it's it's funny. This is right after the big housing bubble. All these uh, municipalities really took it on the chin because they're absolutely confused. All that money came in from, say, 2000 on up to 2006, seven thereabouts, because, you know, of course, the government lags uh, uh, the, the bubble. And they're just, whoa, 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 where's the money? We we had all this money. We mm-hmm. we had these projects we started. We we right. were very generous with the teachers and the firefighters and the police officers. You gotta we gotta get the money. What about our money? This is our money. You're, where's our money? And right, they don't understand. Economics. They don't understand that they're just a gang of thieves stealing other people's money. They really don't want to admit that, Mark. They really, you're right. They don't want to understand that because that would be a really but scary. But we provide thing. services. No, you don't provide services. You prevent other people from competing against right. your services. You force your services on people whether they want them or not eight and the uh, number here tonight 855-450 free it's a brand new number 1-855-450 free that's 3733 more coming up here your calls you are welcome to share your thoughts 
1-855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free. Brand new number, 1-855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-FREE-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. You and, know, uh, every time you get that, uh, that, that new toll-free number right, we should give you a cookie, just for remembering. Oh, yeah, I like cookies. <laughs> It's going to be hard switching after years and years. I haven't botched it. I almost botched it up once tonight, but I haven't uh, actually gotten the 800 out. I stopped at eight one at one point, and I stopped well, myself. So I'm getting the, eight five five. Right, I was eight. able to play it off, and I don't know if anyone ever noticed, but I'm just saying it's it is tricky. So uh, it's 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 probably worse than changing call letters. I remember back in the day, uh, like when I was working for a radio station, sometimes they would change call letters on you, and didn't happen to you too often. No, they think. Change dial position on you once and then call letters on you once. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that was a little tricky. Anyway, if you've got a website, you know how important it is for people to visit your site. And whether it's for better results in search engines, advertising, or just to get out your message, you need all the hits you can get. Mobsterhits.com is going to make you an offer you can't refuse. A family-friendly web traffic exchange. FTL.mobsterhits.com can riddle your site full of views and you can even make some money by joining the family as an associate. Sign up for free at ftl.mobsterhits.com. Now, free one-month upgrade if you sign up now. Listeners with liberty-oriented sites can get anywhere from 1,000 to 10,000 hits for free. And you can find out the details at ftl.mobsterhits.com. So we will, of course, take your calls about absolutely anything in the news. Yet another failure, this time on the municipal front in Rhode Island, where a town or small, small city called Central Falls is filing for bankruptcy. Uh, we can get you uh, the details, uh, more of that, coming up here in moments. What does that mean when a town files for bankruptcy? Because it doesn't happen too often. So we'll talk about some of the uh, the possible fallout from that here in moments. Dakota is on the line, though, with us right now in North Carolina. Dakota, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yeah, how y'all doing? Hey, just great. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, I wanted to revisit uh, this registration thing y'all been talking about and respond to a call you had last night. Sure. You're talking about right. car registration. Right. But I want to see if I can get one of y'all to call me during the day because you said you wanted to if you could get some activism going and i well, that's done, not my job i'm not you know going to start activism in north carolina so i'm not sure oh, how I, I can help you that. but i've done a lot of research on this issue and research really applies across the country but registration is kind of specific to each state but yet general so it has to be worked out and with the research I've done, it might, you know, it might be something y'all can work with. 
Okay. It sounds I, like you're going to you're I, gonna have to fill me in. I mean, uh, what, what are you referring to? Well, I've, I've just done a lot of research, and it would take more than just a few minutes to do it. Okay. I don't but know. In, uh, what is it that you're getting at here? Because I don't, you know, you know what I said. You know what I'm saying. I, this is why we have this radio show, so we can talk about ideas, so we can discuss uh, concepts, uh, talk about issues, talk about solutions. So, I mean, if you've got a solution or if you've got an, an activism idea, why wouldn't you want to put it on the air in a uh, you know as, as short a form as possible, so as to attract people to it? Well, I, I am. <laughs> Great. I guess it's. You know, it's a lot of information. Okay. Well, but try to sum- try to summarize to... it because, you know, my time is pretty valuable during the day, and right. I've got other things right. I'd like to do. Okay. In regard to a guy that called last night and was giving you some information about certificate of title and the state owns your vehicle. Mm-hmm. All right. That is a popular myth that people have put out, but it's a total fallacy. Hmm. All right. I've done research. I have four manufacturer certificates of title to vehicles. Uh, on the back of that manufacturer certificate of title, the dealer that you buy a new vehicle from fills in the name of the person, which they will call the transferee, that, that, that the title is going to go to. Okay. Now, the word title is not a piece of paper. It's a bundle of rights. It's a concept. Okay. Okay. Certificate of title, manufacturer certificate of origin, those are pieces of paper, and they are merely evidence of title, but they are not title. I follow you. Okay. Now, there is one other document that is evidence of title that most people don't think about, but it's called a bill of sale. Okay, that makes sense. Black's Law Dictionary defines it as such. Okay, it would be silly for... um, the dealer to put the state's name on the back of that manufacturer certificate of origin to send into the state to get a certificate of title. Okay? Why? Why? Well, to start with, you would have to be accusing every dealer across the country, every business that sold motor vehicle, trailer, anything that came with that came with a manufacturer certificate of title you would have to be accusing them of aiding and abetting uh, fraud and property theft. By sending a title to the state rather than putting your name on it? Right. Makes sense. But they will do whatever they're told to by the state, right? Like, So you're saying that doesn't happen? That doesn't happen. Got it. Okay. Okay. If you go in and pay cash for a vehicle and you ask for the manufacturer's certificate of origin, they will give it to you. That's what I've heard. Right. But otherwise, they send it to the state? They send it to the state. With your name on it? The, with your name on it. Got it. All right. That, that piece of paper called a manufacturer's certificate of origin is a document that the manufacturer fills out and creates and basically says on the front of it, we are the owners of this property. We mm-hmm. created it, and we own it. it you could think of it. In terms of say, uh, artist, an artist does a piece of art. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like the birth certificate for a, the car. It makes sense. Yeah, they make so, a certificate called uh, a certificate of authenticity. 
It makes sense. I, I, so I get what you're saying. You're counteracting what is common. You're right. It is a common claim that uh, the car dealers will actually send the uh, manufacturer certificate origin to the state. The state then puts it on file and it claims ownership of all the vehicles. You're saying that's bunk, and I have no reason to disbelieve you. So now tell me how this could apply to real-world activism. Well, to start with, the certificate of title that is issued is um, issued because you took out a loan on the car. All right. All right. In North Carolina statutes, I know particularly because I read them, and um, North Carolina statutes give three situations where you get a certificate of title, and each one of them is because you financed the vehicle. So what happens? Let's say you pay the loan off. Then what? When you pay the loan off, the certificate of title no longer operates in law. And that you will find in your UCC section, which I looked up New Hampshire's last night. Um, and the UCC is the same across the country. That's the Uniform Commercial Code. That it's is uh, the Uniform it's, Commercial Code, which is... Uh, it's a codified way of uh, corporations, basically, to interact with one another, essentially. Is that right? It's, no, it's not just corporations. It's any financial action, mm-hmm. regardless of who it's between. All right. So, so you're saying that once you pay off the car loan, what, what do you do? I mean, are you, what are you suggesting people do? Well, there's, there's a lot of things people have to know, and the first thing they have to, they, they have to know to do anything is is understand what things are and how they work. I, I guess uh, I just don't understand how any of this is going to benefit somebody who's you know driving around with uh, without some sort of car registration. Like, well, are you going to suggest you, that this all of this information is somehow going to dissuade a police officer from giving someone a ticket? You're never going to dissuade a police officer, right? To start with, what you do have to do is educate police officers. Now, as I was telling you once. Well, before, I don't know how likely that is uh, to well, occur or under what circumstances. Maybe you could do it in a like a courtroom situation. But I'm glad that you're saying this isn't some sort of magical, uh, you know, s- s- scenario. And you're welcome to call us back another time and tell us more uh, about your ideas. One eight five five four five zero free. In fact, what I'd love to hear from is somebody who has real experience doing this, and maybe he does. But there's more coming up. It's free talk live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want by dialing in toll-free to 1-855-450-FREE. That's our brand new toll-free call-in number, 1-855-450-FREE. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there. We give them to you free. They're uh, including the archives going back all the way to late 2006. All free for you at freetalklive.com. You know that cigarettes are going to kill you. I just uh, I saw somebody out today, um, you know, standing out outside 
And, you know, when it comes to winter time, it's really going to stink. But standing outside smoking a cigarette and, you know, it's it's you don't have to do that anymore. You can get an e-cigarette. It's the 21st century. It, that's right. You know, let's let's upgrade from analog cigarettes to e-cigarettes. <laughs> you can, they're 22,000 times healthier. And here's a great offer from Vaporsmiths.com. Before I tell you anything else about uh, Vaporsmiths.com and their offer, though, Jason Osborne, who is a you know connoisseur of uh, e-cigarettes, he's had several of them, different types. He says that Vaporsmiths.com is the best one because it has a bigger element to sort of charge it, and you can get a you know mm. you can get a good pull off of it. The if, worst thing is one of these that you can't get a good pull on. If it's got Osborne's endorsement, that's good enough. Indeed, uh, Vaporsmiths.com, a pack a day smoker will save one hundred and twenty dollars a month just using e-cigarettes, and. You'll immediately begin, of course, being richer, feeling better, smelling better, no more ashtray mouth, all that stuff. And you won't die young, or not as young at least. <laughs> but what more could you want? How about a free starter kit? You purchase 40 cardamizers with coupon code FTL. You get a free starter kit. Since it's um, $69, it's an order over $60, you'll get free shipping. Go to Vaporsmiths.com or call 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR. It's a great deal. All right, so 800-259. Ooh, there you go, see? <laughs> I Ding. caught myself. one 450 free is the number. 855-450-FREE. It's still toll-free. And that is our brand new number, so uh, so do, uh, do, t- do use that, not the old one, because the old one's not going to work for you. Uh, we were just talking with Dustin on the line uh, in North Carolina about his theory regarding uh, the car registrations, or in this case, the, the certificates of title uh, that, that are sent out. And he is calling to rebut the claim that has been made before on this program. And I think they're all equally believable. I don't know which one's true, because I don't want to take the time this to read their damn laws. made more sense to me than anything. So he's saying that, uh, that instead of the car dealers sending the titles out to the certificates of title over to or the manufacturer's certificate of origin, excuse me, to the state in the state's name, they're sending them in your name if you've got a, a bank loan on them. But ultimately, all of this is just paperwork. It's all just legal paperwork. And I, I just... I find it hard to believe that any of it's going to make a difference in front of a man with, with a, a robe on. Because that's really where it all comes down to. If you're getting arrested for – if you're getting a ticket for some sort of a traffic offense or not having a car registered or something like that, you're going to go to a courtroom. It's likely going to be a courtroom where there's no jury involved. Nope. So you're going to be in front of a, a man in a robe and that man or in the robe. Hmm? Or a woman. Or a woman. A uh, human wearing a robe. And that person is going to decide whether or not you are going to have to pay a fine and or go to jail if you don't want to pay the fine. That's really what it all comes down to. And if somebody is going to say that I have this legal theory that I think is right, then we can sit on the phone with you all night long and listen to your theory. But it won't make a difference if it doesn't make a difference in front of the man with the robe. So ultimately, well, that's we don't what know needs whether to be seen. does or not. He that's what that, needs to be seen mm-hmm. is the video footage. Video footage would be really, really prove, great. Or at the very bare minimum, audio. We have been asking for this for well, what, about a half a decade now. Yeah. It, what would not everybody's deal? listening. No. It certainly hasn't been. Now, but. look, I get it. It's tough to get a video camera into a courtroom. I get it. But maybe you could use one of your legal theories to make it make that happen, right? Because this needs They've got to be, all kinds of uh, right. little remote cams. If you don't expect to go back into that courtroom, what difference does it make? Just get just get remote video of it. Get the proof. Uh, show people that this works. 
show people that your theory is worth spending time on. Because I really could, Mark, spend the entire day researching these theories. I have spent in the past, when I first found out about some of this stuff, I was, ooh, this is interesting. And I spent a lot of time looking into a lot of these things. When, when it comes down to these theories, generally, that's what people expect from you, is to do all kinds of research into this area. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that way you'll finally believe like they do. And then when you actually try to apply these theories, as many of the, those who promote them have not... But if you actually do try to apply one of the theories and you fail because the man in the robe decides to put you in a jail cell, well, you can come back and say, well, I, this didn't work. I want my money back. Hopefully, hopefully you didn't pay somebody to give you their theory. That's the worst of all deals because then not only are you wasting your time on it, but you're also wasting your money. But hey, I, I just want to let you know your theory didn't work. Oh, well, you did it wrong is usually the response. See, you didn't utter the right phrase at the right time, or you didn't cite the correct UCC, uh, the Uniform Commercial Code. You didn't cite the right section of the UCC. See, if you'd done it the right way, the judge would have kicked it out of court. Oh, okay, great. Maybe you could show me how it's done. Maybe you could show the proof that this works. And if you can, man, let me tell you, people are going to jump on board with that right quick. Makes sense. If you've got some sort of a, a legal theory that is going to result in people getting tickets thrown out of court... Put it online, put the proof there, show people this is exactly how you do it. Now you give it a try. And if people are actually going out and they're successful at doing it, I bet you'll make a bunch of money. Because I can tell you, if I tried somebody's legal theory out in court and it resulted in a success, I would think, hmm, you know what? They wanted $70 for me for this ticket. I'll send you 35 You saved me some money. Thanks, pal. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're not, they don't make too many, more, too many $70 tickets anymore. They're almost all 250 Sometimes like a seatbelt ticket will be 75 or something like that. We don't have that up here in New Hampshire, but a lot of places do. Most places do, actually. So so do you see where I'm coming from? Like, give me the proof, okay? I don't want to spend an hour on the phone with you listening to your theory. If you don't actually have a video you can point to where a judge kicks your case out of court or something happens to you where you get restitution for your time wasted uh, thanks to your fee schedule where you charge a $500 an hour for every time you get pulled over by the cops and you actually have a copy of the check from the city of fill in the blank to prove that uh, your theory worked, please show me the proof. I understand where you're coming from, but imagine for a second that you know the secret to not having to have license plates on the back of your car. Would not- you want to give it out? Well, no, I'm just trying to, uh, you know, imagine you have that secret and you don't have video proof. You're trying to share it with people, mm-hmm. but you don't have video proof. How do I get it? Uh, you know, it's who knows the next time I'm going to be drugging to court. I never even thought of getting video up to this point. Yeah. Uh, I rarely have problems because most of the people that call in that say that they do this stuff mm-hmm. are like, yeah, I got stopped back once in 1997. And, you right. know, I told the uh, officer that I'm not driving then. a vehicle. I'm driving a vessel and that mm-hmm. this isn't an automobile because I am not under a commercial flag and blah, 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 you know, whatever the uh, statement is that they make. And there's we've heard a myriad of them. Uh, you know, those folks say that that doesn't happen to them. I don't know how they manage to operate a motor vehicle without having a license plate on the back. I can see how you might get by without having your driver's license, without having a driver's license, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it, you know most of these people tend to be good drivers anyway, so no one really cares whether or not they have driver's licenses. They go the speed limit and they don't get in trouble. But uh, you know, it's got to be very frustrating if you don't have that uh, have the proof. What do you do? Well, I mean, you could go and uh, you you could roust it up if you wanted to. You could 
let the police know you'll be speeding down their road at a certain time and uh, you know, invite them to come and arrest you. And then you know, maybe you could videotape when the police refuse to do anything. You could make a big deal out of it. Like if you knew the secret, you could really make a big, uh, big issue out of it. Of course, that's not the point, right? The point is to live free. So if you want to if you want to live free, it's a good idea not to beat the hornet's nest. So I'm not advocating anybody go out and do that. Although that said, we we had one guy move to New Hampshire who was kind of one of those guru types, you know, like that he's the he does the free man on the land thing, okay, and that he's had success with it allegedly out in California. But he moved into the woods in New Hampshire, so he didn't move into a, an urbanized area or a metropolitan area where he would have been likely to encounter the police to put his. Uh, theories to the test here where others could see his success and be inspired by it and then for some reason he decided to leave new hampshire after leaving a pork 411 message saying hey i'm leaving new hampshire and anybody that wants to get my you know theories from me basically i'll be happy to meet with you before i go and i will i will impart upon you my wisdom of uh, of what i have learned uh doing this allegedly out in california so it's like this guru that came into town went moved out into the woods and nobody ever really ever heard from him until he decided to leave New Hampshire and was like, oh, I'll tell you everything I know, and I'm leaving. I don't know if anybody met with the guy before he left, but it would be Doesn't more sound very useful, right? It would be more powerful for you to show us what you knew, for you to put it to te- to the test. If it worked in California, it should work in New Hampshire, right? One eight five five four five zero free. That's one eight five five four five zero F R E E three seven three three. We've got hour number two on the way, plus more to come about the city filing bankruptcy. What does it mean when a municipality files bankruptcy? This is not something that that happens on a regular basis. So we'll dig a little further into that. Plus, a police department completely eliminated down in Florida. Uh, We'll give you the details on that. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's gonna kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack a day smoker will save $120 a month and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855 to get vapor or go to Vaporsmiths.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You, as always, are invited to take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you would like with the brand new phone number, which is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-FREE. And feel free to place your bets on how many more times tonight I will screw up giving the new phone number out. Because it's probably inevitable that I'll do it at least one more time. Someone um, should uh, run a pool on that. One eight five could be a big money maker. One eight five five four five zero free or not. So we're talking about speaking of money. Uh, we're talking about cities around the country being desperate for funds. In fact, some of them are so bad off that they're having to file for bankruptcy. There's a case out of Rhode Island, Central Falls, Rhode Island, a Small, small city of 19,000, located six miles from the capital of Providence. Smallest city in the smallest state. That's correct. Uh, They have filed for bankruptcy at this point, owing, let's see, $80 million in unfunded pension and retiree health benefits, which is quadruple the annual town budget of $17 million. 
They just can't God. make it work. And so they're going under. But what does that mean? What, what does it mean when a, a municipality, a government? Uh, well, one thing I can tell you it doesn't mean is it doesn't mean that the, the elected officials will have to leave and go elsewhere and find real jobs. No. It doesn't mean that the bureaucrats that were in power at this time are going to have to go get different jobs. It doesn't mean that the unions with whom they were all colluding are, you know, all their contracts. I suppose the union contracts are, uh, could be considered broken. So dire predictions apparently of mass municipal defaults made late last year by uh, Wall Street analyst Meredith Whitney have not yet come to pass. A string of failures could rattle the $2.9 trillion U.S. municipal debt market because, again, who wants to buy the debt of these municipalities? What, what fool would want to, uh, to go in on that particular investment? The muni bonds are, you know, they, they keep telling people these are safe. How's it looking now? Uh, well, <laughs> I'd like to know what investors think of this because I'm no expert on the investing world, but that sounds I like a really bad I wouldn't get into them for buy. moral reasons. Like yeah. I'm not going to loan money to no, I agree criminal with you. organizations. No, I understand that, Mark, but you and I aren't bankers and bankers, probably most of them don't have any problem with loaning money uh, to the government. Most muni- bonds, muni bonds go out. That, those are investment tools. Meaning what? So uh, cities put up bonds and people say, well, here's some money. We'll take this uh, tax-free interest You're telling from me you. banks don't buy them? I'm sure that they get loans from banks, yeah. but um, I think that they, they also get loans from just sort Individuals, of... Individuals, yeah. sure. That I understand. Uh, so one eight five five four five zero free is the number here if you've got some thoughts. It says here that the Central Falls filing was not the start of a huge nationwide trend, according to a VP at Boston Breckenridge Capital Advisors. He says a bankruptcy filing is sort of an endgame over years and years of economic distress. So it's not something your typical U.S. town or city is likely to experience anytime soon, he said. There have been only 624 municipal bankruptcies under Chapter 9 of the U.S. Bankruptcy Code since 1937. Uh, apparently, five of them occurred last year, according to a municipal bankruptcy expert at the law firm of Chapman and Cutler. Alabama's Jefferson County is currently working toward to ward off the largest municipal bankruptcy in U.S. history, stemming from its $3.2 billion sewer bond crisis. The Pennsylvania state capital of Harrisburg, which has about $300 million incinerator debt, whatever that is, is also considering bankruptcy. Did they spend 300 million on an incinerator or I would is guess. some sort of special really bad sounding debt type of, type of debt i, I this thing sounds like I an awful know. interest rate yes, if you know please feel free to let us in uh, on the the information at 1855450 free who would take the loan called the incinerator <laughs> Those cases uh, lead some to take a pessimistic view on the future of municipal bankruptcies in the United States. Gee, you think? Uh, Another so-called expert says, Chapter 9 has been a fairly unusual event, but we and many others think that's not necessarily going to be be the case forward. Well, why is that, Sean Scott? Why why is it that you would suggest that? Is this some sort of a puff piece on uh, municipal loans or municipal bonds? I think that, you know, at this point, there are a few municipalities out there, handful of municipalities out there considering, uh, you know, heading directly into uh, bankruptcy. So mm-hmm. I don't, you know, one could predict a, a bunch of failures. I don't know. I think that they have an advantage over many other organizations, which is taxation. Uh, so what you're going to need, you know, I mean, it's, look, it's true, but that's limited until people start saying, we're not paying you anymore. And that's what happened during that's the Great what Depression. Needs to happen. That's what farmers did. We said, no, they're, they're not paying. And that it happened in mass. And, you know, at this point, I think people are just too uh, lackadaisical. They're too, you know, they're, they're too indoctrinated that the government's, you, know, you got to do, you got to pay this. 
So what happens after the bankruptcy? Well, the big question on the minds of a lot of the people in Central Falls, which again is population 19,000, very nearby Providence, the big question on their minds was if another nearby town like neighboring Pawtucket or the state itself would take over the city. So when a town goes bankrupt, that means that it kind of melds back into the state? becomes unincorporated it could what uh, what exactly see I, i'm not in a municipal expert i don't, I don't know, know i mean it, i know that they're a corporation right so they are rated as far as their their ability to pay back loans and, and things like that they have these ratings out there for for corporations and such well if this is it, they said it was chapter nine chapter nine bankruptcy yeah i don't yeah. I, I yeah i couldn't tell you what that means either i'm familiar with chapter seven and chapter 13 but those are personal bankruptcy situations one guy dan mccure 48 years old on a break from his job at an auto parts store says i'd be curious to who's going to take it over someone has to but no one wants to it's going to hurt business it's all mom and pop stores here I'm not sure how it's going to hurt business that the town's going out of uh, out of business but uh, ulysses ortiz a 50 year old retiree said whatever budget cuts will be imposed would hurt residents who've already borne the brunt of heavy budget cutting these guys want their big government around, apparently. That's what it sounds like here. It's too bad, he said, because Central Falls has always been a progressive city. We've been here for more than a century, he said. We're progressing into debt. Yeah, apparently. And now we're progressing into bankruptcy. How is that going to hurt residents? I guess the idea is that the people are so dependent on the city services that without the city around, they're all going to be hurting somehow, even though... I, I don't know what's going to happen to the property tax bill uh, the next time. It's not like they're going to stop collecting property taxes just because they're bankrupt, right? You know, I can see up north what the concern is as far as doing the roads and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. you can't – people simply can't get around unless well, some big truck comes by and – you know, Some guys with trucks will probably figure out ways there to do aren't these things. Lot, well, that, that might happen. You're talking about the situation where you know the town just doesn't go out anymore. But you know, there's these – there's specialized big trucks for doing roads in a very efficient fashion. We're not talking about driveways here and a guy mm-hmm. with a with a snowplow on the front of his pickup truck. You're talking about yeah, – you spreaders. The, yeah, big, you need the, the big deal. And that, that that's going to make things difficult during the winter. Central Falls uh, has been under state control since July 2010, has $21 million of outstanding debt, according to Moody's. And state officials worked to avoid a municipal bankruptcy filing, said it would upset Rhode Island's other fragile localities. Earlier this year, the state passed a law that guarantees bondholders will be paid before a distressed city like Central Falls deals with its other obligations. Meaning that bondholders get priority before other people that have loaned money to the municipality? That's what that sounds like, right? Maybe it means uh, bills that are upcoming, uh, pensions, uh, you know, the paychecks, things like that. Those I don't know. get put on hold, perhaps. It was not immediately clear whether the law would hold up in bankruptcy court. The Rhode Island governor said the situation is dire and requires decisive action. Uh, according to a retired judge, everything was done to avoid this day. Taxes have been raised to the maximum level allowable. that's gonna stink we tried to stop it by raising as many taxes as we could and it still didn't work that's right force has consequences folks aggression against your neighbors it does have consequences in the long run. I don't. I don't think they know it in Rhode Island, though. Rhode Island's uh, you know got a traditionally a, a rather corrupt place. There were uh, in, for, when the Free State Project considered small states uh, for its location. There were two that were exempted. Hawaii, because of its uh, basically all sort of you know big 
big government very tax socialist. policy. Yeah, very socialist policies. And Rhode Island because of the corruption. corruption. Get this last part here. Taxes have been raised to the maximum level allowable. We also negotiated with the police and fire unions without success, attempting to reach, <laughs> attempting to reach voluntary concessions. And we tried in vain to persuade our retirees to accept voluntary reductions in their benefits. But these bureaucrats stood firm and they said, no, no, this is our money. We're going to take every last dime. And now they've taken every last dime. Because the city cannot pay its retirees. It cannot meet the pension obligations it That's has. That's what has to happen. Go in, you go into bankruptcy, re, then you can renegotiate all 1-855-450-FREE. this stuff. 1-855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-FREE. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. Who would you bake some love for? Find fun and easy baking ideas at tollhouse.com. Kids love doing arts and crafts projects, especially when you join in. Try channeling all that artistic energy into the kitchen and bake up some creative treats together. Think of your art supplies as the frosting, sprinkles, and decorating gels, and use cookies or cupcakes as your canvas. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free to 1-855-450-FREE, 1-855-450-FREE. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And you, again, can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female Listeners there with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will get you there. That's right. Julia's sitting in with us, uh, hopefully for the rest of the evening. Have you ever been the in- victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is, of course, for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. Uh, it works in excuse me, uh, civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts in countries around the world. Costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. You can get instant access online. Uh, they will send you the course, but you can get instant access also online at Jurisdictionary.com. They have lots of free things there for you to uh, to sort of try out. And when you check out, be sure to use the pull-down menu and mention Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. It's a course that I've taken. I recommend it highly for anybody who's going to be doing anything with the court system, you need to tab jurisdictionary.com. All right. So our number again, one eight five five four five zero free. You can dial in about anything you want. We've been talking about this city in Rhode Island, and I think we've pretty much covered the entirety of it at this point. But they are bankrupt. And they're filing for this Chapter 9, which has only been done a few hundred times in the last about 80 years. Uh, it happened five times last year. So it's a fairly rare occurrence. Uh, of course, some people are predicting that this is going to happen more often now as uh, municipalities are more it's, squeezed for funds. I think the prediction was 400 in the uh, year of 2011. We are now in August. Yeah, that's not going to nope. be close to that. But maybe down the line, this will start to hit pretty hard. Maybe it will reach some sort of a point of no return where these cities are just unable to hold on with these huge obligations that they have to pay things like big-time pension funds, for instance, and with these government bureaucrats having no interest in 
taking voluntary cuts. That's what they said down there in Rhode Island is that they tried negotiating with the police unions and the fire department unions and all the retirees of, that are receiving government pensions. They tried to say, hey, look, look, if you don't take a cut, we're not going to be able to pay you anything. You understand that, right? We're not going to cut anything. We, we deserve our money. We put in our 20 years or our 30 years, and now we deserve 90% of the money that we used to – because that's typical for government pensions from what I understand is that they make like 90% of, uh, of what they made while and, they were working. And they'll put – the police department will put in this uh, overtime, and they'll, they'll load overtime on the guys that are getting ready to retire in the last three years that or whatever. That way they get 90% of more. Right. They get 90% of more. These guys will retire with paychecks that look like uh, – you know. B- that, that make your regular paycheck look bad, and they're not working at all. That's right. Then they'll go on because you know cops only have to work for twenty years generally to retire. Then they'll go on after that. They'll get themselves another municipal job. That's right. They'll get full another time. full pension. It's it's crazy on top of like matching four hundred one ks and everything else. That they don't get re- generally. The, this is the is pensions. It the replace of yeah. the placement of the four hundred one k. Well, it's not a replacement because four hundred one ks are actually replacements to pensions. Oh. They are a you know sort of. Well, that's what most private companies offer. Yeah, yeah that, it's a much sweeter world to be a government bureaucrat. I believe the number is. Um, I think it's sixty percent of all government workers are unionized, whereas six percent of private work private. You know, free market workers, not free market, private market workers yeah. are unionized. So really, when you talk about unions, you're talking about public sector unions. That's mostly where they are. Well, the 401k actually requires you to save because most companies will do like a matching thing. But they you take money out of your paycheck yes. and put it away. You know what I mean? And they'll match it and they, you know, you can do different things with it as far as. I don't know it how many governments more responsible have, to me. Yeah, I don't know how many governments have that. That is the that is the thing that's going to save municipalities if they can just get it done. Is if they can just because it, it's the pensions that's killing them. Plus medical on top. From what I understand, you're they getting get, the pension plus yeah. you're still getting coverage as far like as benefits? your benefits. Oh, yeah. yeah, they got dental, they got optical, they've got the right. whole thing. So think but about how much of a that. burden. Think about how much of a burden that it's is. It's the pension, dude. It's the pensions. The it's pensions is what's killing them. It's humongous all, all around. And so they went to these bureaucrats and they said, look, just take, just volunteer to take a cut. Just, it, let's do this across the board cut. You guys can agree to this and we'll keep this pension fund afloat for another five years or however long they, could, they can keep this thing going. But they, the government bureaucrats stood firm. They said no. And now this town is going out of so-called business. It's, uh, it's going to bankruptcy. So one eight five five four five zero free. We'll continue to keep up to date on the death of this, uh, this barbaric old system of uh, violent monopolies around the country. Now, this other story that I mentioned about the police department shutting down. This isn't really a budgetary issue uh, because apparently it has something to do with corruption. But according to the story over at My Fox Orlando in Volusia County. In a surprise move Monday night, the city of Oak Hill has eliminated its entire police department. The police chief and a few officers were under scrutiny, apparently for alleged illegal and odd behavior. Odd behavior? The city council was so fed up, they simply wiped out the entire department. Now, this is an unusual solution to uh, to corruption. Normally, you don't see anything happening uh, to police that are corrupt. Normally, they get, you know, maybe a verbal warning or something like that, because usually the police chief himself isn't brought under scrutiny. In this case, the the entire city council is just, yeah, we're just not going to deal with you anymore. You're done. 
And I am sure it would be nice to see more of this happening around the country. Uh, the mayor called the special meeting Monday night that started with the trashing of the police chief. And the mayor called for her termination. But then the board talked about it more and decided to get rid of the entire department. It came as a shock to the room full of citizens and even the chief. Officers handed in their badges and guns. Oh, this would be such a Kodak moment. I know. I would like to be at that meeting. People hugged the chief, and during the meeting, just minutes after the vote, a call came in for service. (laughs) Just minutes after they'd been shut down. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Officer Manny Perez says the past year working here has been awful. He says one of the first things they tell you is this is a thankless job, and today that really hits home. He was accused by town members of stealing gas earlier the year in the year and was suspended. Investigation found no evidence of wrongdoing, and he was back on the streets last month. Both sides admitted there was trouble brewing between City Hall and the police department for years. In fact, just last week, the mayor says someone planted pot plants in her backyard, or in her yard, not sure which one, but the police chief climbed a ladder and took a picture of it over the fence, something the mayor didn't appreciate. Now get this. How many of the rest of us would get this kind of leeway if pot plants were found in our yard? It was investigated and determined the plants were not the mayor's. How, how did they determine that? Uh, that's what I'd like to know. <laughs> Can you imagine having that in, in a court, like pot plants are found in your backyard? And right. Well, we've done some investigating, and they're definitely not yours. You know, people have yeah. tried this all along, and it never, ever works. Whoa, right. I think that I get remember there? that from when I was like 13. It wasn't mine. Yeah. Well, it didn't, uh, I didn't do it. Nobody saw me do who it. Who was you it? Dionne Warwick? That went yeah, through, she walked through the airline security or the TSA with prior the pot. to nine eleven or something. I don't know. No, 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 no. It was after nine eleven. After nine eleven, she had some pot, and she said, "Oh, it wasn't mine." And oh, come on, come yeah. on. So, uh, just saying, it, it seems like they're treating the mayor a little differently than they might treat you and I in that particular case. But either way, they shut down the police department, and apparently, the sheriff's office will be handling calls in Oak Hill from now on. The mayor says it will cost the same amount of money to have the sheriff's office cover the area twenty four seven. So, isn't it really a budget reduction? But at the same time, at least what a, does cover mean? A, well, they're going to take care of the calls in that area. But at least one government bureaucracy. Does that mean that they won't be doing the dis or the patrolling anymore? Good question. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Liberty Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand. Featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Wear something worth saying. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number, 1-855-450-FREE, 1-855-450-FREE. You can call that number and dial in. It's toll-free, and you can get on the air and talk about anything you want. doesn't have to be related to the death of municipalities uh, around the country in various different ways, but that's kind of been the focus of the show thus far. There's all kinds of other stuff to talk about here tonight, including... Another salvo in the cyber war. We'll get to that here in moments. Are you tired of watching the value of the dollar plummet? Are you tired of banks charging you fees? Do you want to take back control of your own money? Take a look at Bitcoin. 
Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value has been uh, trending upward with time. You know, there's been a uh, there's been a, a situation in Bitcoins, though. It looks like mybitcoin.org might have uh, gone under and taken many, many, many people's wallets, including mine and Ian's, with it. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to affect the Bitcoins as far as uh, value. Is it going to... It was mybitcoin.com. Mybitcoin.com, excuse me. And, and is, but, it, yeah. is it going to dip and then go back up? I don't know. I think whatever would have happened has already probably happened. They've been down for several days at this point. Yeah, that much is true. I think some people are hoping against hope that they come back. I, it would be really nice I if am. they did. Yeah, I, I certainly They've got at least, at least 50 of my Bitcoins. Yeah, I think I, I, think I had yeah. close to 100 in there. Which and is, it's 13 bucks per Bitcoin. Yeah, That's it's, a, it's not a small loss. But, right. you know, if this happened to any currency, if, if I got my wallet stolen, I'm not going to say to myself, well, I guess the dollar's no good. You know, yeah. this doesn't really have anything to do with the Bitcoin. It no, may this have... has to do with Ian being dumb and uh, not and being lazy mostly, and not tra- transferring money out of this centralized server. I bet to... we don't do it. Make that mistake again, huh? Right. Well, I've, this is the second time I've made the mistake, so I already made the mistake again a second time. Wow. So I really, well, I only to, made it once thank to goodness. learn my lesson. <laughs> Go find. But I apologized more. last night for losing people's money because those were mostly contributions to Free Talk Live. We use coins.org. Again, it's weusecoins.org. Yeah. Although I think we're getting a, some advertising money in bitcoins as well. Being, yeah, we're getting some. There. We are getting definitely some advertising a bit in bitcoins. Um, you know, but I, I think that there's a lot of value in them. I think that they could really change the world. But, I'm excited about the bitcoin. I think you it's know, a neat product. I, I, I really don't feel good about having lost about 104 of them <laughs> recently. Yeah. Um, and if I, I just kind of. I was lazy too. I said, "Well, you know, whatever whatever Ian says is good enough." And usually, when tech stuff comes into play, whatever Ian says is generally good enough. So, yeah, yeah the bad part was apparently the mybitcoin.com site stopped responding to uh, support requests. So they have a support page where then support email address on it. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody has a problem with their site, they would email that address and say, hey, "This is my problem." Is but no one was getting responses up to a month prior to the the site actually going down. So this guy who was running the site was nowhere to be found a month ago, and it's just that I wasn't plugged in far enough to the you know like the Bitcoin community and the Bitcoin yeah. forums to to find this out, and uh, so I found out the hard way. And, but if I had been diligent and not lazy, then I wouldn't have lost all that uh, that money. Now technically, it's not lost because the weird thing about Bitcoin, it's anonymous, but it's. It's something that is completely trackable. Like the the entire Bitcoin system is open for inspection. So if you want to, you can go and you can pull up a a Bitcoin address. And see when you when you're transferring Bitcoins, there's this long string of characters that is essentially an identity for your account. You can pull that string up uh, through a a particular website, which is I believe called BlockExplorer.com. So if you go to this site, you punch in a string of a Bitcoin address, it'll tell you. All of the transactions that that address has had in its history. So it'll actually tell you the total number of Bitcoins associated with that particular uh, account number, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I found out how many were on my, you know, one of my wallets. Right. So what my point is that this uh, mybitcoin.com, that guy hasn't been answering emails for months. So who knows what, what happened to him? If you look at the the addresses, you can see that the money's still there. The bitcoins are all still in everybody's accounts. 
So it ha- it's not like the guy running the site has raided everyone's accounts and taken the money and gone off to some you know island somewhere. Although, from what I understand, the site's registered somewhere in an island uh, yeah, somewhere. West Indies, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> but my point being, the, the money's still there. So he hasn't raided anybody's account. How do you account. know it's still there, though? You can look at it. It's, it's all there. Because I talked it's to somebody public. today um, that I trust regarding this, and, and I didn't get that impression. He said there was a 98% chance that the guy skipped town and a 2% chance that he died while on vacation. Well, I'm telling you, you can look at the account numbers here, and you can pull up the information. I mean, I'm looking at every single donation that was ever sent to the, to the account that we had posted publicly on Free Talk Live's website. I've now changed that address to a new address because I don't want you to send any more money to this guy uh, in case he is scamming folks. But what I'm explaining to you, maybe I haven't made it clear, the entire transaction history is available publicly for every single Bitcoin account. It's entirely transparent. Now, it's private because you can constantly move accounts, right? So we, we talk about how Bitcoin is private. It's a completely open system, but nobody knows who's in control of those accounts, there's, there's no information associated with this string of characters. There's no name or address or anything that's attached to it. Do you see where I'm coming from on that? I, I, I get it. Right. So that's how it's private. And it's private because you can, you can keep generating brand new numbers that, again, nobody knows who, who they belong to. So unless you post that information publicly, which, which we do. So anybody that wants to can go and, go and look at that. So if you were to give me your account number that people were sending you uh, stuff to, I could punch that up here in this uh, search engine over at blockexplorer.com, and it would tell me how many Bitcoins you have sitting in that account. So the Bitcoins are all still there, which but makes I've me think maybe the, the, I've changed my wallet three times while on mybitcoin.com. So would it still be the same account, even though the wallet's different? That I don't know about. I think you can have different uh, numbers assigned to the same wallet, but I, I don't quote me on that. I'm still new to the, the whole Bitcoin technology thing, too. But my point is the guy whoever was running this website that is now offline and has been offline for several days hasn't raided anybody's money thus far. It's all still sitting there. So that says to me, this guy, something happened to him. Because well, why would that be the case? If he was going to raid people's accounts, he could do that. And what, why, what, why wait? What, what's, he, what's he sitting on the, the money for at this point? Who knows? We're, we'll, you know, we'll keep our eyes on things. But Could be dead. I'm pretty much chalking it up as a loss. If it comes back, it'll be like found money yeah. uh, at that point. The laundry lottery. Yeah. What's so laundry? Oh. <laughs> when you find money in the, you know. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard it called that, but uh, it's a great name for it. All right. Find like 20 bucks in your it's jean pocket. It's great. Yeah. Or in the wintertime, your coat pocket. That's one of the benefits mm-hmm. of moving up to New Hampshire. There's so many damn you pockets. The, you put the coat away, you bust out the coat. I found 20 bucks this year. Uh, it, indeed. one 855 is the number here. I'm being told he doesn't have to raid the account because he controls the accounts anyway. Well, yeah, that's all true, but why not put all the money into one account? I mean, if you've got a whole bunch of accounts on your system... Why wouldn't you, if you were going to just go ahead and raid everybody's accounts and shut down your system, why wouldn't you just run a script that transferred all of the money from every single account on your system all into one account? Wouldn't that make sense? I I would think that you would do it as quickly as possible, turn it into cash, is what my guess would be. Well, either way, uh, so Bitcoin, you know, right, there are learned, there are lessons to be learned when it comes to Bitcoin, and there are suggestions out there as to how people can do the maximum protection of uh, their Bitcoin accounts to make sure that there's zero chance that, uh, that somebody can steal their, their wallet information. And it does need to be treated like cash, and it can be easy to not because it's just, 
it's out there somewhere, right? Yeah. It's not something that you can hold in your hand. Uh, so it's, it can be easy to kind of take it for granted, and then you get spanked like I did and Mark did. So 855-450-FREE. 855-450-FREE is the number here. Uh, in other news, according to thehackernews.com, law enforcement Websites are under fire because of the FBI's actions against Anonymous and LulzSec, including several arrests. Now, anti-sec supporters have targeted 77 law enforcement domains and walked away with everything on them. 77 domains were being hosted all on the same web server. So there's some server company that's, you know, pitching domains to cops and to uh, sheriff's departments and such. And they had them all on the same server. Uh, A few weeks before the anti-sec targeted Arizona police departments leaking personnel information and other sensitive data in response to immigration laws passed by the state. This time, however, the latest law enforcement raid is in response to the actions taken by the FBI, and then they just go down this laundry list of various different police websites. Uh, there's more coming up here about the cyber war. Hacktivism. It's Free Talk Live. Bitcoins. You can buy them and you can sell them. They're a great little commodity. You can accept them for your own products and services. But what do you do once you have them? Why you spend them, of course. SpendBitcoins.com allows you to spend them all in one place. From SpendBitcoins.com, you can spend your Bitcoins at major online retailers such as Amazon, Fishpond, Barnes & Noble, memory dealers, and more. When you want to spend Bitcoins, go to SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Use our brand new call-in number. It's toll-free at 1-855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-FREE. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. Oh, wait. I should turn Julia's mic on. That would help. Let's try that again. And Julia. And Mark. <laughs> Can't see the uh, the look of evil that she uh, she gave me with that particular one. Uh, so 1-855-450-FREE is the number here. All kinds of stuff to talk about here tonight including the continuing cyber war as the folks over at Antisec have targeted uh, police departments. Not only did they target the Arizona police, as you may recall from not too long ago when they released a set of emails from Arizona cops, basically revealing the police to be what you know a lot of, a lot of them we've known have been, and that is racists, bigots, jerks, just revealing their personal emails going uh, back and forth uh, between one another there. And they've now taken down 77 law enforcement domains. Not only have they taken them down, but they've walked away with everything on them. How did they do it? Well, see, most of these sheriff's websites are just garbage. I mean, there's just not much there in the first place. There's... This is the sheriff's department. They've got a monopoly. They don't have to have a fancy website. They don't what have are they going to do? Put their address on? Uh, you know, then people might come by. They yeah. don't want that. What are they going to do? Put a telephone number on there? I mean, you know, the, call 911 if you've got an emergency. If you don't have yeah. an emergency, don't call us. It's pretty much it. Uh, you know, there's in, in, frequently you'll find pictures of the, the sheriff's van or you know, their, their, uh, their badass equipment. They'll put those kind of pictures up <laughs> Here's there. Here's some really expensive stuff we spent your money on. Yeah. So usually that's about all it is. And so they nailed 77 law enforcement domains uh, all from the same server. And in fact, it apparently resulted in the theft of 5 to 10 gigabytes worth of sensitive documents. But is it really theft when the money that uh, was paying for it in the first place was stolen? Well, it's 
everybody's money. So therefore, you know, this is sort of a question that comes to state secrets. Mm-hmm. What what kind of state secrets are allowable if everybody's forced to pay for it in, in a quote unquote democracy where we the people are the governing body? How can I make an important decision like who to elect to run these things if I don't know what kind of secrets these guys have been running? been keeping. I don't have any idea. How can I do that? Barack Obama promised us transparency and has been the least transparent uh, president in American history. At least that's some claim I read someplace. Certainly in recent history, he's going after every whistleblower he can find. I can't even get a police report from the local police department with the so-called Freedom of Information Act. Yeah, I've been told, you need to work within the system. And so I've filed recently uh, four of what they call the 91A requests here in New Hampshire, which is their supposed right-to-know law. And every single request, they've basically come back and said, yeah, we're not going to give you that information. Sorry. Oh, yeah, pay up. Property taxes are due. So I have to pay for their services, but I can't get even – I can't even get the document retention policy out of the sheriff's department. I can't get their supposed, supposedly publicly available information about how long they hold documents and information in their office. Now, that's the one thing I was able to get. The city of Keene did give me their document retention policy, So which, which begs me to you – know, it begs the question, well, why would the city be able to give me this policy but the sheriff can't? Can you explain that? No, it's just arbitrary. It's just one bureaucrat saying... <laughs> they can saying, do whatever they want to do. Right. It's just one bureaucrat saying yes and the other one saying no. That's all it is. But the majority of my requests, the super majority of them, have been completely denied. So as far as I'm concerned, this anti-sec group getting into the law enforcement servers here, that's just an act of transparency. This is what um, people would claim as far as uh, you know, looking at uh, whistleblowers and things like that. I mean, shouldn't people be able to know if you believe that an organization that is being funded by your tax dollars is operating in a fashion that is immoral or unethical or stealing or doing whatever, shouldn't you be able to try to find that information out? How are you going to do that if that's a poli- if that's a law enforcement agency and they claim that you can't enforce the law upon them? Try to go make a citizen's arrest against a cop who's breaking the law. Mm-hmm. See if it, you'll be lucky if you survive the experience. One eight five five four five zero free. According to the story here at thehackernews.com, some of the files that they lifted again, ten, five to ten gigabytes worth of sensitive documents includes training files, personnel information like names, addresses, phone numbers, social security numbers, usernames, and passwords of more than seven thousand officers from dozens of police departments. And the compromised data also contained inmate databases for the jails as well as active warrant information but they are apparently redacting the name and address info to demonstrate how those facing the gun of the criminal injustice system are our comrades and not our adversaries on the other hand we will be making public name and contact information about informants who had the false impression they would be able to anonymously snitch in secrecy nice Hmm. that i consider heroic so just to recap They're releasing all the information, the sensitive personnel information about the police themselves. They're redacting the information about the people that are being held in jail, the victims mostly, uh, because a lot of the people in jail are completely peaceful. They never harmed anybody else. The victims peaceful, but they're not in there for a uh, violent crime. Well, if they're not violent, then that's that's pretty peaceful. I understand you didn't state it right. So. Uh, they are redacting that information, but they're releasing the information of the informants who, of course, were told by the police that, oh, we'll protect you. 
And then they put him in some sort of a database? That's right. Yep. Nice. And that database was available on a public internet server. <laughs> Not smart. So, uh, we demand prosecute. <laughs> It's crazy. The uh, attackers at Antisec, this is part of their press release. We demand prosecutors immediately drop all charges and investigations against all anonymous defendants. Again, they went around and they arrested some people accusing them of being anonymous. Right. By the way, they, they didn't even have, they really had no evidence. They had very little evidence. Their evidence is extraordinarily tenuous. Mm-hmm. This is just the, uh, according to PayPal, the thousand most uh, you know, used ISP, IPSs or whatever ISPs. IPs. IPs mm-hmm. that that hit their server when they took down PayPal and they did. And but these but but that doesn't mean hexors can use zombies. They can make computers uh, for across the nation, across the world. Uh, keep on in these uh, you know these denial of service. Right, they attacks. put a copy of what they call malware, for instance, on your computer, and it essentially turns your computer into a robot for them. Where they can essentially issue an order, and then all of their computers on their zombie net, for lack of a better term, uh, will then follow those orders and attack PayPal or attack Visa or attack you know law enforcement servers or or something like that. So you may have no idea. Your computer may be a part of that botnet, and you have no clue. Now it's not nice to do this. This is not. This is not a a good thing to do. It's not good to put software on someone's computer that they don't know uh, exists. But reality is that's that's what happens. So they the cops could very well come to the house of some grandmother with an internet connection. She uh, you know has no idea that the software is on her computer, or maybe her grandson put the software on her computer without her knowledge. Maybe it wasn't even something that she accidentally did maybe she you know a lot of cases viruses or something people that they're tricked into installing a program that has a trojan in it or something like that maybe her grandson is a part of anonymous and he's just using grandma's computer and then uh, the cops come to her house could start asking her questions how's she gonna know what's going on is she responsible are you responsible for everything your computer does it, 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 they would like you. They would like this to right. be the case. If you're, if you lend your car to someone, they go get a parking ticket, then uh, and they toss the parking ticket and then give you your car back. And they're you, going you, after you. They're going to go after you because your car was parked someplace. Whoa! I didn't park that. Car. I have no idea. I've never even been to your city. Right. Whatever. Prove it. It doesn't matter. They'll throw that boot right on you. All right, so continuing here. To law enforcement, your bogus trumped-up charges against the anonymous PayPal LOIC attacks will not stick. That's low-orbit something cannon, I think. Ion right? cannon. Ion cannon. It's uh, a really awesome name. Nor will your intimidation tactics stop us from exposing your corruption. While many of the recent anonymous arrestees are completely innocent, there's no such thing as an innocent cop, and we will act accordingly. Oh, God. <laughs> To our hacker comrades, now is the time to unite and fight back against our common oppressors. Escalate attacks against government, corporate law enforcement, and military targets. Destroy their systems and leak their private data. (laughs) Thank you, hackers. I would like to say that I really appreciate everything that you're doing for freedom. Because even though you may not be principled, I'm sure there are principled, liberty-minded people as a part of Anonymous, but you certainly get it about law enforcement, and you get it that they are oppressors in many ways, and that they're not there to serve They're reacting us. to these uh, law enforcement officials, I guess, uh, you know, I, and I don't know that they're attacking the right groups or anything like that. Re- they're reacting 
to a really a bad use of law enforcement, which is go, going after people that may have had nothing to do. Tenuous evidence. And I, I, I see this. This does happen all the time in law enforcement. It's sad. And this is this is going to be a backlash. All right. So uh, we continue here at one eight five five four five zero free. That's one eight five five four five zero F R E E. And there's actually a link here to one of the websites as to what it looked like once the hackers took it down. They put up their own uh, graphics and and video, anti-police video on the cops' websites. More coming up. Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high visibility three dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. As always, bring up whatever you want, but you need to use our new phone number. It's 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-FREE-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And, of course, we want to invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we give to you there. Uh, they're completely free. And unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their websites, we give it away. Freetalklive.com. So do head on over there and get interactive. You actually get to control the content of the website. So whatever you see there on the front page was created by listeners just like you. You find something online you think is interesting. You submit it as show prep. Other listeners vote on it. You get to vote on things. You vote up or down whether you like or dislike something. And the most voted up makes it to the front page and the top of the website, meaning we're more likely to see it. We're more likely to talk about it as a result of that. And I'm pretty sure I got uh, one or both of these stories here that I've got out, out of our website, freetalklive.com, where a grandmother has been jailed after her oil has been mistaken for heroin. Let's ex- allow, allow me to explain. Now, if you thought the uh, police state didn't extend into Canada, you were wrong. Uh, it's not as bad up there from what I understand as it is down here, but it's getting worse with stories like this, where a Minnesota senior, according to CBC.ca, was jailed by Canadian border guards at a Manitoba port of entry after a jar containing some motor oil was mistaken for heroin. Janet Gooden. Aged- they say it's dark. Yeah. Age 66, retired Girl Scout registrar and grandmother of 12, was on her way to Sprague, Manitoba, from her home in Warad, Minnesota. In April, when she was questioned at the border, she told CBC News the guards with the Canada Border Services Agency then searched her minivan and found a canning jar containing a dark liquid. A cursory test of the liquid convinced the guards it was the illicit drug, heroin. A cursory test? And I don't know what that means. What test? Wouldn't and you smell it? Heroin like, for motor oil. Wouldn't it smell like motor oil? 
Maybe they maybe they thought oh, it was they mixed thought she with the hid, motor. Yeah, like hid the heroin in the motor oil. I don't know if they thought people it was will want to do yeah. that. Um, I, I, I don't. Who knows? Maybe they thought it was black tar These heroin people, or something. Some people just but don't know. Black tar heroin is solid. Like tar. They don't yeah. know that. Right. The uh, looks, I, well, <laughs> if you're a police officer and you're arresting people, you should know that then. I had uh, okay. So here's my prison story. Uh, there was this guy. They called him RoboCop. He, uh, you know, just <laughs> loved to. I, I don't know. He's just with this by the book. He got kicked off a police force. This is the kind of that's tough know, to do. Tough to do, right? And um, now he's he, working with C, as a CO, yeah, corrections yeah, w- officer. Wore his pants up around his navel. Um, you know, just that kind <laughs> of guy. And he found himself a big bag full of white powdery substance. And where uh, in the in the dormitory, uh, somebody's room at the jail. Got at the jail. A big bag of cocaine. Come on. I mean, I've been, I've been there for years at this point. I'd never seen anything like it. He's like, Edgington, come here. Is this cocaine? And I'm like, oh, and I stuck my finger in it, put it in my tongue. And he said, yeah, that's baking soda. And he says, baking soda is supposed to fizz. I'm like, I've never had baking soda fizz anymore. <laughs> Only when you pour vinegar on it, right? And he's like, I'm calling, I'm calling the uh, uh, main control. Said, Dude, don't call main control. Don't call. They're they're going to make fun of you. <laughs> and, and, you know, oh, you're so I, nice. left, I left and you know what he did, right? He called him. Of course he did. Because he just just had to believe that this big bag full of baking soda was cocaine. Tell you what, we'll get back to this lady here and her story. We've actually got Joy on the line in Virginia and listening via XM. Uh, or excuse me, not Joy, it's Jay. Jay, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Good evening, guys. Uh I'm trying to get up to New Hampshire, and I'm trying to find, you know, these tank communities or uh, communities where you can just move in and get the heck away from everything. Mm. Uh, I just left Florida here Saturday and stopped seeing my daughter in Virginia, and I'm, I want to see if you guys have some help. Well, it's it's an excellent question. I, I don't know of any offhand. I know that they do exist. I mean, there was a, a group of homeless folks that were camping out behind the local grocery store here a couple of years back. They were ousted from that area by the city at one point uh, because they you know had some sort of an unapproved structure or some other nonsense. And uh, they they haven't gone away. They've moved somewhere else. I don't know to where they have moved. I don't really run in those uh, those circles. But I think it would be would be great if we had some investors. Um, maybe moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, who wanted to buy up a big plot of land and let people camp on it. Uh, I think that makes sense. It would be a cheap thing to uh, to do. I'd be interested in investing in, in something like that. You know, buy up a, a plot of land and then don't pay the property taxes on it and let as many people want to, you know, kind of squat there and uh, and live uh, live there as, as want to do that and, you know, charge them a few bucks a a week or whatever uh, cost to keep it. You'll, you can do it a lot cheaper than an actual campground would and I, I think it would work. I just don't know of anybody doing that. I think maybe up in Grafton there might be a chance that there's something like that going on. Yeah, I've heard of that. Um, so I, what I would recommend is that if you're if you're coming to New Hampshire, you get plugged into the uh, the Liberty Activist community here, and maybe some people can point you in uh, in the right direction on that. Well, I, I appreciate it. I just I've lost everything. My wife passed away three weeks ago, and mm. I the house, my semi, and I I've just said enough was enough and i'm tired of the florida laws and i don't want to live here so 
I'm headed to New Hampshire. <laughs> well, I heard that, man. I can tell you, I hope that you've come up here with at least a little bit of money to uh, take care of yourself with for a while while you uh, while you get settled in, because it you know it never looks good when somebody shows up and you know has to check in at the homeless shelter or or something like like that, and that has happened a, a couple of times thus far. Um, so you know, what's your financial situation like? Well, I got a, I got a couple hundred dollars, a few hundred dollars, but uh, it's it's nothing. You know, I'm gonna go rent an apartment or anything. With. Right. I just. Well, some people have made it work. I can tell you that. Some people have come up here oh, yeah. with, with nothing, and they have gotten a job, and they've gotten kind of plugged I in. I think the willingness to work is uh, is high on the list. The willingness to work anywhere is uh, is a very important factor. If you're going to be picky about where you can work, then it's going to be one of those situations where you're going to be complaining because you won't be able to find what you want right out the gate, and then things will get tight on you. Uh, but yeah, it's still not too cold. I mean, it's the summertime, so it's a good time to be doing some camping uh, in New Hampshire, but eventually that will become an option that is not really uh, too palatable, I think, for for most people uh, living outside no, there's during the that wintertime. guy jumanji man who walks around town he lives off 101 in the woods all winter i, I believe there are hardcore people that uh, that do that but whoo boy i'm glad i don't live that life <laughs> as a matter of fact i have already bought all the winter clothes that i need and uh i was really considering that to be a possibility to, to happen well, here's what I'd do if I were you. I'd drop into the any and this applies to anybody who's considering a visit or move to New Hampshire. Drop into the a few active forums that we have up here. There's the Free State Project Forum at forum.freestateproject.org. Uh, there's also the Free Keen Forum at forum.freekeen.com and forum.nhfree.com. Those are three of the the most active uh, liberty activist forums up here. And that's a good place to throw out a question about you know where could I come and camp? Uh, you know, does somebody have a, a piece of property where I could throw you a few bucks? and come in and set up a tent uh and i think you might find somebody stepping up and saying hey come on up here to grafton or come on over here to to wherever and uh, i think that over time though this would be something that would be I, i'd like to see expand i'd like to see more low low cost areas for people to just kind of get a foothold in move up during the springtime you know set up a tent while they get uh you know get their s together so to speak and maybe get to get a place uh that's a little warmer during the winter time well, I appreciate it. I started listening to you guys here about oh three months ago, and it just—I'm 50 years old. I—I I like everything you guys say. I mean, you're just thanks, man. Well, I appreciate it, and thanks for the call. We'll see you when you get up here. Uh, drive safe, um, and good good luck as well. Because New Hampshire is a tough place uh, to you know to make it work. It's it's the greatest state. You've got to be pretty. If you're going to be outside, <laughs> you've got to be pretty rough, rugged individualism. Yeah. It's the yeah. word of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like you might have it. But if you're going to come up here, and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying he was saying this, but there are there's a certain type of person who maybe gets the wrong impression about the Free State Project that they think it's going to be like the Free Ride Project where they're going to come up here and everybody's going to take care of them. It's an intentional community where they take care of me. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Hmm. no. We're not. We're not going to find a job for you. You might. You, if you go to the Free King Forum, there is a jobs area where if there's a job around and I see it, I'll post it, and other people will as well. They'll post jobs available. Sure. But we don't have a job sitting here waiting for you on a silver platter. Uh, you do, you're not going to be given hundreds of dollars when you arrive. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. You've got to make it work for you. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. 
To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The number for you, 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-FREE. That is toll-free. You can bring up whatever you want. That is the point of Free Talk Live. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Uh, We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy uh, the news updates there. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up there. It's free, of course. News.freetalklive.com. You can sign up for email updates, Twitter, or Facebook, all at news.freetalklive.com. We just got off the phone with a gentleman who was uh, on the move. He has gotten rid of some of his stuff down south, and he's heading up to New Hampshire. And, you know, Mark forgot to ask him to sign up for the Free State Project if he hasn't done this already. And if you love the ideas of liberty, and you're about sick and tired of watching freedom die around you and you want to do something about it, then you owe it to yourself to go and check out the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Go and read the Statement of Intent. And if you agree with it, then sign up and get on up here. Move, make your plans. Start, start planning. If you got a business, plan to make the move with the business. Uh, if you got a family, bring the family up with you. But the idea is a simple but powerful one, and that is to bring liberty-loving people together to the same place so they can get active to achieve liberty in their lifetime. Now, there is a community here. And they do care about one another. There's a lady that got hurt recently in a, in a fall off of her uh, deck and, mm. like, paralyzed kind of hurt. Really awful. Yeah. She, and, may, she may be able to walk again, but, it, it, you know, every day that goes by, the chances lessen, right? But she's been in the community for a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so people know her and the support poured out. Uh, for her Indeed as, as a result of that. So it's not to say there isn't support here for, for people, but if you're a total newbie and you're coming up here expecting to be given a job and There's to have support. a bunch of people handouts. <laughs> right, and have a bunch of people wanting to feed you and or, you know, give you a place to stay for free, then you're going to wear out your welcome real fast. I didn't get fast. that impression from this guy. No, 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 no. I didn't either. But I feel like I need to put that out there yeah. because sometimes people get the wrong impression about the Free State Project. Indeed, they do. They think it's like the Free Lunch Project or something like that. And no, no, no. These are you know radical individualists, people who are very self- uh, you know, Sufficient? Re- sufficient, right. They're responsible yes. individuals for the most part. I, please, please come here if you can take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly right. We want you to add to uh, to the community, uh, not to uh, to take away from it. Now, that's not to say you couldn't come up and crash on somebody's couch for a few nights as you're kind of visiting. It's been d- done many times. Right. I mean, there's uh, the activist center uh, here in Keene, for instance. It's been known to uh, have some folks stay the night there, and it's you know a fairly cheap way to uh, you know to crash for a night rather than getting a fifty to eighty dollar hotel room. And fifty I, to eighty. Do- there's not it's a hotel. More like in... Seventy to ninety. But... Uh, Depends on the season. It depends on the season. The price. The I price would say the cheapest hotel in in the area is like one hundred twenty dollars. No, no. It depends on the season. You can get a you can get a hotel room at the nicest hotel in town for seventy bucks during the winter. I mean, it's so it just it depends on uh, on the demand. But my it point certainly can go up. Right. I hope I made my point clear. Uh, so go to freestateproject.org. 
to learn more about this. And that's you know, another opportunity for, fo- for folks that are of the investor type. If you've got some money to invest, you get more than a few hundred. If you've got a few hundred thousand, you, know, you could get property up here and rent it out to incoming people that need a place to stay and that need a place to stay that's a little cheaper. There are a lot of people that are willing to rent rooms up here, but there aren't as many people that are investor uh, types that have made the move thus far. And I hope that we'll start to see that change. I think we are over time here. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. Justin is calling for West Virginia. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, Justin. That's what we do. Go ahead with your thoughts. All right. Uh, well, of course, you know, West Virginia is a, uh, it's a coal mining state, very heavily unionized, and also very heavily uh, religious, I guess you could say. Okay. okay. I'm asking for, uh, I don't know, some advice on how to get the real grassroots thing going on down here. Kind of splitting the divide around here, and uh, I don't know how. Well, I've never been on radio before. <laughs> well, just just pretend like you're not on the radio. You're just talking to a couple guys and a lady. Well, in the... I listen to you guys all the time. I kind of feel like I'm talking to some friends here because I've gotten a yeah. lot of advice off of you guys. But uh, there you go. So, what are you looking to do? You're looking to start some kind of activism thing. Exactly. Yes. This is a great question, and I wish I had a really good, solid answer from you know experience of you know creating something from scratch. I can tell you what I did, but what I did was ten years ago, and so the options should be a little wider now than they were back then. I went, and I got involved with the Libertarian Party in my area, and that was a way to instantly connect with people who were of a similar mindset uh, to me. That's one option. I've heard the Campaign for Liberty has become a real option for folks, like the guys down in Orlando. We've talked about so many. Times where, by the way, Mark Schmitter uh, has been released from jail in pending an appeal. The guy that was jailed for over 150 days for handing out flyers outside of the courthouse, Mm -hmm. he's out of jail for the time being. But those guys down in Orlando, they met up because of the Campaign for Liberty. And I would say that the Campaign for Liberty, at least in Orlando's case, has been far more effective uh, as far as doing activism is concerned than the Libertarian Party down there. I've never heard about the Libertarian Party activists going getting arrested for handing out food uh, to homeless or hungry people in the park or, or doing a, uh, you know, a protest at the, the city hall or anything like that. So I would say look into the Libertarian Party, look into the Campaign for Liberty, and see if either of those groups exist already in your area, if so. So that might be a good place to go plug in. If well, see, it's kind of a problem there because I'm the only libertarian that I know of around here. Because, uh, like I said, most people are. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's either uh, okay. I follow the Bible or I follow my union. Okay. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. I. You know, I. <laughs> Maybe it would be easier for you to pick like a specific issue instead of being entire liberty minded. Maybe there's something that is liberty oriented that's a specific issue that people down there would find really important. Well, this is how it was in my in most people's lives. I mean, you really usually are the only liberty minded person you know in most places, with the few exceptions, hey, unless I- you're already involved in some sort of group. So the idea the idea would be to go to the Campaign for Liberty site and find out if they have a local group that already exists there. You may surprise yourself. I mean, you're talking about Charleston, West Virginia. It's not a small town by any means. It's a fairly urban area for for West Virginia. Well, and- actually, I grew up in a, a suburb of Pittsburgh, so it's. <laughs> I don't know, totally different. But so you're uh, saying it feels small to you? I, I get what you're saying there, but yeah, uh, but yeah. but but my point is, there are a lot more people in Charleston than you know. So you don't know how many other liberty-minded folks there are up there. I mean, we've been on the air for 
in Charleston for years now, and clearly there are people that are at least enjoying this program. It doesn't mean they've you know that they're on board with all the ideas, but I would imagine that you would find some some folks around there that are interested in doing things. And I think that the campaign for liberty is a good place to start. The Libertarian Party probably lesser of a good place, but also worth a look. And then go to those you know if they exist, go to a meeting and see who's there and see how you gel with them and start talking about ideas as to how you can get out and and get the word out about freedom. Maybe the Ron Paul campaign right now would be a good thing to check into as well uh, to see if there's a local Ron Paul group. Well, my wife and I, uh, I was lucky enough to uh, convert her because she grew up with a uh, heavily unionized, I'm not going to mention the union because obviously I have to live around here, but mm-hmm. uh, we've been to those, uh, I guess you can call them social gatherings around here because that's all they are, you know, everybody knows everybody, you know. Everybody well, maybe what it would take is somebody in, uh, to be an instigator, I mean, to somebody to go and say, hey, why don't we do this and I'm going to make it happen, who wants to help? And then see if you can turn that social group into a group of activists. Because I, I totally understand your frustrations, and I, I wish you the best yeah. of luck. Thanks for the That's call. Let us know what. I've had to pay the fines that I've had to pay. Dodo, I totally understand, man. Let us know what works out for you, because it'll be interesting to hear your story if it becomes a success. And I thank you uh, for the call tonight, Justin. We're coming up. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free to 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-FREE. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. 855-450-FREE. The website, freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we give to you there for free. The listening options are included. We've got a broadband stream and a dial-up stream as well. They're free around the clock, so you can, four in the morning, you want to hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live, just tune into the stream. It's right there at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you can get details on the other options for listening, including about 109 great radio stations across the country that air the show throughout the week at various different times. Our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio. we got two different channels up there that we're on. And our uh, KU band free to air stream as well as our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way as well. Plenty of ways to get Free Talk Live into your ears and go and get the details at listen.freetalklive.com. We're talking about a woman who is 66 years old. She is a grandmother of 12 retired Girl Scout registrar. Makes her sound wholesome, doesn't it? She has been busted. At the border with a Canada Border Services Agency. They were serving her in a way that she didn't expect by arresting her for possession of heroin. Now, what happened was they'd searched her minivan as she was uh, trying to get to Manitoba from her home in Minnesota. And they found a canning jar containing a dark liquid. This according to CBC.ca. A cursory test convinced that guards uh, convinced the guards it was the illicit drug. And Gooden, who was heading to Canada to, pay, to play bingo and visit her daughters, instead found herself heading to jail. She was handcuffed, arrested, 
and charged with possession of a drug for the purpose of trafficking, as well as importing a controlled substance. Now, here's something that I find amusing about this. Would somebody trafficking heroin have one little jar? (laughs) One canning jar. When you risk going across the border with like the intention of smuggling drugs, you would have a lot, and they would probably be placed like inside the car. Right. I mean, this wouldn't be like a jar of motor oil in your trunk. That is just so silly. If if any if any private organization, if if a security company perhaps caught the lady. And they tried to hold her over, and it was found out that it was motor oil and not heroin. They'd have a lawsuit, like you would believe. Oh, yeah. And these people would be fired. Uh, they're, you know, they'd, they'd be drummed out of town. They'd right. never get another job. These people are not. These these officers are not going to face any kind of penalties. They hardly ever do. I, it just seems like these people didn't think about this at all. Like, okay, a old lady like by herself. B, one jar of motor oil. Well, to A, it's not uncommon for elderly people to be used as drug couriers. Fine, but I mean, drug couriers have lots of drugs. It wouldn't be financially worth it in any way to bring one jar of heroin over. That I agree. It has to be worth it. You'd think they'd know what old motor oil looked like and smelled like. You'd think. Well, anyway, let's continue. Why here. was she driving around with old motor oil in a in a she mason says, jar? I think she says that her brother uh, had changed it and like left it in there. Mm, I see. There's a there's a reason. It, a, it had nothing it was a to do with her. Big jar, then, huh? I, she said, "I couldn't even think. I was so astounded." I said, that's not even possible. I said, I'm sure it's oil that was put there that was left over or something. And they said, no, it tests positive for traces of something. She had no money. <laughs> She had no money for bail and spent 12 days locked up at the Winnipeg days? Remand Center before further testing proved the liquid was not heroin after all. What, what kind of original testing said that it might be heroin? They don't get into the details of here. Uh, but the, the, the police only have so many tests that they can use. There is, they have these on-site tests where they're designed to give an initial positive reaction or negative and reaction. And the motor oil did this? That's the claim. I don't believe that at all. I think it is that, pretty unbelievable. I think that they just wanted to arrest this lady. They she, thought they'd caught something big. So here's the interesting part, or one of, well, I mean, there's a lot of interesting parts, but this is particularly useful. The old lady said the inmates were all very good to me. I wasn't afraid of them at all. And, you know, there's this myth out there, and, I, you know, to some extent it's probably true with violent, dangerous people in jails. I mean, they, those people do exist, for sure. You know, you get the drunk guy that comes in too late at night, and he's, you know, wasted and violent. I mean, no doubt those people exist in jails. But jails, in, in a lot of cases, are just stacked to the brim with people who've been arrested for driving on a suspended license, with people who've been arrested for possession of marijuana or black tar heroin in this particular case with uh, people that have just you know they've got a addiction problem or they've got a driving habit or something like that it, really you're not talking about the most vicious of people that are typically held in these uh, these jails this woman was not intimidated in the least bit by the other people that were in there with her i have uh, been in two county jails in my life one in uh Manatee County, Florida, and the other one up in Canada near uh, Buffalo. I can't remember Saint Saint Catharines or something like that. Wasn't the Canada one a uh, immigration or an immigration? No, jail? it was just a regular border? county jail. Okay, um, I, I was in there for an immigration issue. Got it. Uh, and I was kicked out of uh, the the country the next day and can't go back. 
But I can tell you that the Canadian jail was very, very, very nice. Much and better. the inmates were very, very nice there. Interesting. Um, and comparative. Like, there was a world of difference. It wasn't, oh, it was a little better. No, no. It was a, a lot better. I mean, you walked Why? in, the inmates offered me cigarettes when I walked into the, <laughs> you know, like, I don't smoke, but. Thanks. Why? Why do you think that is? I, it just—it was just a nicer place. I think it's probably because they treat them better. Hmm. You know, the the conditions were better, the food was better, everything was better. So, you know, the, the, the as a result, maybe people were nicer. So, I think I'm going to attribute it to being a Canadian jail. That's hmm. what I'm going to do. One eight five five four five zero free. Maybe you want to give us your well, uh, jail experience. She's a lady, and I have only spent in a real jail cell eighteen hours. I and was she's in, an older I was lady. in a holding. I was in a holding cell for eighteen hours once, um, and all of the ladies in there were very nice. I don't like when I looked in the guys' cell. There was like way more guys, and they were really yeah. packed in there. And I was like, just thinking, Ugh, I wouldn't want to be in there. But the ladies were all very nice to each other. I don't Makes know. Sense. So uh, so she says here, remember, it's it's interesting. This is kind of lady that's likely going to be one of those people that follows the rule of if you can't say something nice, don't say something at all. So I think it's interesting that she comments about how nice the inmates were. But you don't hear her saying, well, the guards were really great, too. They were really kind and they gave me an extra pillow. And she's not saying that. She's not saying anything about her experience with the guards. Nonetheless, uh, she said being locked up and not know I would ever get out in my lifetime. It was just it was so scary. I bet it was. And do you think this woman it ever crossed her mind Never that for she a moment. could get locked up for a drug crime? I I find it I mean when she's in jail obviously the the first thing that comes up with conversation with the other inmates is what are you in for? And I feel like if you said, well, I'm in here because they think that something I have in my car is heroin and it isn't, like nobody would believe you. Hmm. Like it seems outrageous. I don't know. You think this day and age with how absolutely absurd the system is and the cops are? Um, I could be wrong. I'm just making assumptions here, but I I, feel like, I don't know. I think a lot of people in jail jail have been busted on trumped up charges. And they've been harassed by the police, and they've been, you know, lied to, and stuff has been made up about them. Uh, we certainly get letters from them all the time. She goes on, uh, or excuse me, the story goes on here at cbc.ca. Godden hasn't been given an explanation from Canada officials about what happened. Why should Why should they explain anything? Nor has she been offered an apology. <laughs> why should they apologize? Are they going to? Are they going to? Oh, lose I don't know. They jobs? made a mistake, and they took twelve days of this woman's freedom from they her. They almost never do. Working for the government means you never have to say you're sorry. Yep, you're absolutely right about that. She would like both and has retained a lawyer to look she, into filing a lawsuit. Bet she would. More lab testing should have been performed prior to charging or detaining Gooden, according to the lawyer. It really took 12 days for them to come back with the test results? Well, it's a government, of course. I'm surprised it was that speedy. <laughs> they don't have to have the test results until the trial, right? So that trial could be a couple months away. It's pretty awful. Yeah, they don't care if people sit in the, in the, the county jail. They could no, care less. No skin off their back. Newman, who is their, her lawyer, said they should have waited uh, and until the other lab test had indicated whether or not there was heroin in the motor oil. The other difficulty is a test like that only indicates the presence or absence of something. It doesn't say how much. Uh, the, some other bureaucrat said he was going to look into it. Good. One of, the, one of their representatives. Thank goodness. Or something like that. Maybe he'll get an apology for her. Yeah, I doubt that. They don't care. They didn't even apologize to her when she got you know, let out of jail. All right, lady, you're out. Looks like we were wrong. Bye-bye, Grandma. We're coming up. (laughs) This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm...
I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for you and your thoughts at 1-855-450-FREE. It's 855-450-FREE. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. We invite you to our website, freetalklive.com. Hey, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming an amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more internet listeners on board as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. Once again, amp.freetalklive.com. Let's talk to Chris, listening in Ohio to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Hello, Chris. Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I was raised a good Republican, and then I became a business owner and having to start paying the taxes. Uh, I am a self-employed truck driver, uh, owner-operator, and uh, I'm new to your show. And so basically my question is about the liberty movement versus the climate change movement. There's a lot of regulations being put in place that are specifically targeted at me, and as a small one-truck operation, I simply cannot afford the updates that they're requiring and so my only option is basically my form of civil disobedience is buy an old truck that doesn't meet the new guidelines, uh, refurbish it, and keep driving it, although I won't be allowed in California. But I don't, I don't subscribe to global warming, climate change. I just don't believe in it. Um, I, so, I mean, I'm, and I'm not trying to start that fight. I don't even know where you guys stand on that. But from a personal standpoint, how do we, how do we, uh, how do we handle the liberty movement versus people who are, you know, dead set in that movement? Okay, well, it's a, it's an, it's a pretty open-ended question here. Let me give you at least an opinion first, and then we'll see where we can go, uh, go from there. As far as the climate change thing is concerned, I think you're going to get a disagreement between at least Mark and I. And I don't know, I don't remember the last time Julia was able to address this issue, but I, I don't know, I, I don't know. It seems like the climate changes. I mean, that's change is inevitable. I just don't subscribe to the idea that humans are necessarily the cause for it, and I certainly don't believe that governments are the solution uh, to it. All that said. Uh, Mark, what do you think about it? I think that um, that in models, uh, carbon has carbon dioxide has been shown to uh, create sort of uh, you know more heat. It is a certainly a greenhouse gas. There's no argument with that. There is uh, evidence that in fact um, plants will grow more abundantly with more carbon dioxide. So therefore, that eats up some of the carbon dioxide. I also think that our environment is much bigger than uh, car you know than, than just carbon dioxide. The problems that we have are just much bigger than that. I think that uh, meth 
meth, methane is a much bigger problem. I think you could uh, you could eat a vegetarian diet and drive a big semi and do uh, worse for the, excuse me better for the environment um, at that point by producing the carbon than you would be by riding a bicycle and eating beef. So um, I think that you know that the the climate change people are trying to control the world and they're using the. Um, you know, they're using science to get what they want. They're kind of using science to lie. I agree. I, uh, oh, I'd like I, to hear. Uh, hold on one moment. I'd like to hear what Julia says. Well, I, I wish I, I could remember the details better. Now, I watched, I think it was a documentary. Don't quote me on it. But the guy who invented the Weather Channel was on it. And he was talking about the percentage of carbon that's actually caused by human beings. And it's 3%. Hmm. versus 97% coming from plants and other causes. Don't quote me on this. Um, and in in addition to that, I think that he was talking about, he, they were showing climate over a long period of time. So if you took a graph of, you know, thousands and thousands of years of climate, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. I think that people, you know, it's really easy for people to say, hmm, it was hotter 10 years ago. Yeah, humans are terrible at that. <laughs> Right. And and that's what people that's what people say. I've heard people say the falls, the leaves don't change because it's hotter up here in Vermont. I remember there was an article in the newspaper about that, how because of global warming, the leaves weren't as nice, you know, because they remember it being nicer. And Mm. I just think that that, you know, that's what people put their emotions. They put they they're very it's very easy for for that information to be skewed. And people aren't actually really looking at climate change long term. I don't buy into it at all. So there's three answers for you on the issue. I'm not sure if that really answered your question, though. Well, it, it, it does in a way, but like the, the, the specific individual problem that I have is, and I'm trying to put this in a nutshell, starting in like 2004, 2006, they started putting regulations on the engine manufacturers, and, and the, the, the short version is the new requirements make the trucks less reliable, mm. more expensive to work on, so on and so forth. I can take a 15-year-old truck, put it on the road hauling freight today, and actually have a lower cost of operation because... Incredible. I don't have all that crap on there. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't surprise me at all. And what you. That's it, what the government does. Right. It kind of re- reminds me of some other stories where, like, for instance, with the toy business, there's a new uh, package of regulations that went into effect last year, I think, where basically they've increased the regulatory structure so much that mom and pop toy manufacturers can't afford to make these toys anymore because they have to put it through this crazy uh, check for. What was it? Lead, I think it was yes, lead and lead something paint. else. Uh, and they, you know, they, they, have they to... ran. They basically put, they made regulations that ran mom and pop uh, toy manufacturers out of business. Right. But they were fine. You know, these regulations do nothing to the big toy manufacturers, right? Because they can just eat up the costs, and it's not a real big deal to them. Uh, and to you, as the independent operator, it sounds like they're doing the same thing. They're putting regulations into place that the you know the big freight haulers are going to be able to handle those upgrades. They've got the money to uh, to absorb those costs. But the little guys like you, it's going to put you out of business and therefore make the industry that much less uh, competitive it sounds to me like you've come up with a decent workaround and there's always going to be some sort of a loophole and you know it sounds like you've you found one to exploit to keep your business going but as you said you can't you wouldn't be able to truck into california i have a 2007 model truck right now with 2006 engine Starting in 2014, I cannot take this truck into California without putting $25,000 worth of upgrades on it. Ah, so they by, start, upgrades, they by upgrades, you mean downgrades. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, have, I have to change it. I have to put a, a filter and this, that, and the other. So basically, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, well, you know what, California? 
y'all can starve to death for all I care because I'm not hauling nothing to you. That's you what know? you get. You know, that's unfortunately what's going to have to happen is, uh, and that's a big deal for you too because there's a lot of business out in California. So that's not like something that's easy to just cut off and say, well, I'm not going to do it anymore. That's a pretty big step. Uh, but all that said, how would they enforce it? And would it be at an inspection station that they'd pop your hood and look for that filter, or what? What would they do? Uh, yeah, well, the CARB, the Carolina, shoot. California Air Resources Board is going to have enforcement capability. So when you roll in, if you don't have the right tires, if you don't have the right filter, if you don't have side skirts on the trailer, there's a whole big long list of stuff that you're going to have to have um, that, that, that they'll just say, no, you can't come in. I know you guys are running out of time. I want to say this real quick. It is so awesome to hear three people sit and have a conversation without one time uh, – being ugly to each other, and I think it's awesome, and I love this show. Oh, like, thanks, man. You just wait until I get ugly with Ian. <laughs> I saw Mark get ugly uh, on the break. It was during one of the breaks, yeah. Mark was losing his hat over uh, some frustration <laughs> with his computer. That the secret of radio is the off-air show is always better than the on-air yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you, Chris, and uh, drive safe out there. So, 855-450-FREE. Man, the truckers, man, they've got it hard. It is a tough, it's a tough life, number one. And number two, the government doesn't make it any easier with all their crappy regulations they force down their throats. You know, I feel, uh, I always feel such gratitude towards truckers. You know, they the keep way, this country, you know the way people, people walk up to soldiers and thank you for yeah. your service. I don't feel that way at all towards soldiers. Frankly, I think most of them, uh, you know, went into it because they couldn't find anything else better to do uh, when they Pretty got out much. of high school. Yeah. I, truckers, that's how I feel. But you can't identify them. So when they call in, they say they're truckers. I always, you know, these are the people. Hey, everybody, you're eating something. You're buying something. Yeah, you're doing like something. Chris. It's because some trucker drove that thing someplace. That's right. I mean, they, they really are the the heroes, the real the cowboys of America. They you know? really are. They keep this country running. And if the truckers decide they want to stop, they want to stop serving California. California is in trouble. I mean, if if more drivers were like Chris and they had some sort of a boycott, you remember the one where they were going to drive into D.C. and like clog up all the roads? Yeah, I remember that. I feel I feel like that happened at some point. But it was so long ago. I don't remember all the details. There, there certainly the tr- have been more than one um, instance of uh, trucker boycotts. Right. If the truckers want to make a statement, they will be heard. And whether California is going to well, change their laws as a result of it is, uh, is another question. That's true. That's uh, true of taxpayers too. But they've never bothered uh, to, to stand make up. a statement, and right. you know it's difficult to get everybody on on board when you when you do these kind of things. So, you know, well, keep them rolling. I guess is the only thing I can say. Good luck, guys. Yeah. So cutting out California—that's a pretty big sacrifice. There's a lot of business out yep. there, obviously, but there's Huge still, economy. you know, still forty, uh, forty-seven other contigu- contiguous states to well, deliver to. Some some smart person will uh, set up a, uh, a, a you know way stations in Nevada or uh, Washington or something like that. Or, uh, excuse me, Oregon, and just let people drop off there, and then they'll pick up, pick with the a, load up, and run with, it into California with a new truck and run it into California. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah, that's thinking there. Hey, it's been Ian here with you and Julia and Mark. Back Back tomorrow night. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. 11, lo- 11 long-haired friends of Jesus in a chartreuse microbus. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keen. 
Keene's famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.